Thank you for tuning into Stepping Stones of Faith. Stepping Stones of Faith is a ministry of Claytonville United Brethren Church. Our service times are as follows. Sunday morning Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 10.30 a.m. If you would like to join us for any of these services, our address is 106 Elizabeth Street, Claytonville, Illinois, 60926. We hope to see you this morning. Well, today being the last day of 2023, I want us to look and to think about the idea. I know I'm not a proponent of New Year's resolutions. I don't think that that's very helpful. But I do think that it's important that we take this day, uh, December 31st, and we evaluate in our our lives. We evaluate our um, the way we who we are and what we are doing, and and evaluate areas of our lives that maybe we need to to uh, change or stop or start. So, in that same grain, I think it's important that we look at a couple of New Testament scriptures that I want us to to focus upon. Uh, the first one being John chapter 3. John chapter 3 is a long particular chapter, but we're going to be looking at a couple of things here that Jesus talked with, with, with Nicodemus. Starting in verse 1 of chapter 3. There was a man named, named there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we, have, we, have, we, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you, are doing, that you do unless God is with him. So right there, Nicodemus recognizes that he is something more than... The, then just a, a teacher. We're, we're on page 920 in the Red Bibles. Uh, Jesus said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a man is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. <clears throat> the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can this be? Jesus answered him, Are you not are are, are you the teacher of Israel? But you do not know these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of, wa of what we know and hear and bear witness to what we have seen. But you do not receive our testimony. 
If you have, if I have told you any earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven except he who has descended from heaven, even the Son of Man who is in heaven. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should, be, should not perish but have eternal life. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. This is the verdict. The light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that it may be revealed that he his deeds have been done in God. Now let's look at this for a moment. We're talking about <clears throat> the, of course, Nicodemus came to Jesus with an open heart, an open mind, um, an open, uh, willing to listen, not debate or put off, but willing to listen with an open mind and open heart. Jesus begins to talk to him about New beginnings. We talk about new beginnings in this passage. You must be born again. That's a new beginning. Jesus talked about it when he said, The Son of Man must be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent. So what happened there? It was his crucifixion and his resurrection. Resurrection. A new beginning for those who believed. 2024. It's a new beginning for us, for every person. 2024 is a new beginning for what we're going to do for the next year. Maybe we assess ourselves every month. Maybe we assess ourselves once a year. But nevertheless, assessing ourselves must happen. We must assess what we do and why we do it. Look at areas of our lives. A lot of people, I was doing some research recently, and some people assess things like not only their spiritual life, but their career goals, their financial goals, their, their family goals, um, their uh, personal goals, like what they want to do as far as hobbies and what they want to take as far as, take up as far as, new things to try to learn. Um, it is important to assess those things, especially spiritual relationship with God. It is a new beginning. It is a new beginning in 2024 and every year after. We can't say anything about 2023 anymore or 
2022 and say, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have went here, or I wish I would have had a better relationship with God by this point in my life. All that is past. It is important for us to know that it's a new beginning every single year on January 1st. I'm not a proponent, as I said earlier, I'm not a proponent of uh, New Year's resolutions because those are just broken promises. What you need to, what, what we need to, what I need to, what everyone needs to do is sit down with God and say, what do I need to do? And commit to that. Commit to things. If you need a greater relationship with God, commit to reading your Bible every day. If you want a closer relationship with family, commit to spending more time. If you want to save more money, commit to saving the money. If you want to start a hobby or start a or, or do something like that, maybe you maybe you want to start a business. Commit to the steps that it takes to get those things done. 2023 is over. 2024 is a new beginning. And we have to realize that every year this happens. 2024, 2025, 2026, it's going to happen. And it's important that we reassess. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus about new beginnings. You must be born again. That's a new beginning. Put away, the, even the very, the very idea of being born again is talked about in the Old Testament and when witnessed and practiced in the rest of the New Testament in the epistles. Paul tells us these things. Paul tells us to turn away. Jesus told Peter and told um, Peter and uh, James and John, told Peter specifically, turn away. Timothy, Paul told Timothy, turn away from your youthful lusts. These are things that we have to do. We have to walk away from the things. We have to reassess. 2024 is, what is it, 11, 11 o'clock, 13 hours away? We have 13 hours of this year left. So we have 13 hours, give or take, to reassess, to reassess. Paul talks to the Corinthian church. Ministry of Reconciliation. What is reconciliation? Reconciliation is a new beginning. If you reconcile with someone in your life, maybe a parent or a sibling, you're starting a new beginning with that person. The Ministry of Reconciliation. Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 on page 998 in the Red Bible Starting in verse 11, he says, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are revealed to God, and I trust we are also revealed in your consciences. 
For we are not commending ourselves again to you. Instead, we give you occasion to boast on our behalf, that you may have something to answer those who boast in appearance and not in heart. If we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge it that if only if one died for all, then all have died. And he died for all, that those who live should not, should not from now on live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So, from now on we do... From now on, we do not regard anyone according to the flesh. Yes, though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we do not regard him as such from now on. Therefore, if any man is in, is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are, have passed away. Look, all things have become new. All this is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Let's stop there for a moment. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Look, all things are becoming new. So, starting over. Starting over. Every year on January 1, starting over. Some things that people do on January 1, I'm going to I'm gonna try to get more healthy. I'm going to join a gym. I, there, is, there is data that would suggest that gym memberships go up after January 1st. First, January 1st, and they're on. January 1st are probably closed, but... From January 1st on, gym memberships go up a certain percentage. I don't know what the percentage is, but I don't remember that. But gym memberships go up, right? People try to eat healthier, and they try to be healthier, and they try to do things better. Why doesn't it last? Why doesn't it continue? Well, because it's work. It's work, right? To get healthy... You've got to change your diet. You've got to exercise more. You've got to, and whatever that takes, whether it's taking joining a gym or doing stuff at home or whatever, they, that's work. So why does it not last? Because it's work. It's not easy. Jesus said that we are a new creature, new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. Now, the King James says becoming new because it's not just a one-time thing. We, things become new as we grow in the Lord. We see, we, 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 we know new things every day in God. We see things, we've been, we've been places, we know things in God. God is good in that situation. And when we look at ourselves at the end of a year, we must 
look at the idea of where am I in God? Who am I in God? Why do I do what needs to be done? Why do I do things? Why do I not do things? Do I need to change? Do I need to start? Do I need to stop something? That should be our first thing. And then you can go on to things like, well, what are some ways, and this is something that I read somewhere to something also. What are some ways my spiritual changes can affect the things I choose to do, such as hobbies and things like this? Can I incorporate my spirituality in the things that I choose to do? We should, we should be doing that to begin with anyway. What kind of hobbies? The Bible talks about uh, if you're going to work for work, work as though you're working for Christ or, or working for God, not for man. So the things that you do that might happen or might you might try to take up, maybe it's woodworking, maybe it's um, some sort of social media thing. I mean, like po podcasting and all that's all the rage now. Podcasting and and YouTube and all that. You start doing that, then, then how can you incorporate your spiritual life into something like that to get the Word of God out? How do you incorporate your spiritual walk into woodworking? How do you incorporate your spiritual walk into a lifestyle change such as diet and exercise? How do you incorporate those things into those new things you're trying to do? And that's something between us and God individually. But nevertheless, we are to be reconciled unto God, starting fresh and anew unto God every single day. I got saved in 1997. That doesn't mean that that first, that first day that I came to know Jesus, that doesn't mean that I've never done that again. I've never, I've never drawn closer to God. I've never grown deeper in His Word. That is something that is a daily thing. We should be reconciled to God on a daily basis. Start new. Start fresh. Every day is a new start, right? How many of us have said, and I've said before, boy, I'm just a grump today and hope tomorrow's better. You get up in the morning and you either say, good morning, Lord, or good Lord, it's morning. Just depends on how you look at it, right? So every day is a new beginning, but every year especially, we look at things, we reevaluate. He goes on in verse 19. He says, well, verse 18, all this is from God who has reconciled us to himself, through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them, and has entrusted us, entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. So we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through, through us we implore you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. 
God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So, there's a lot more in chapter 6, but let's look at that. Why do we get reconciled to God? Why do we do those things? What is the purpose? We are ambassadors for Christ. We're ambassadors for Him. We become to know Him as Lord and Savior, yes, but it doesn't stop there. We must grow. We must, uh, like, a, like a plant, you plant a plant in there and you, if you don't water it, it's not going to grow. It's going to die. It's one of those new beginnings can be, let's read the Word of God every day for five minutes. Some books you can read uh, two or three chapters in five minutes. Just depends the size of the book. Let's look at, let's, let's try and let's be reconciled to God by praying more. Right? What's the purpose of that? We're ambassadors to Christ, for Christ, to a dying world. Christ gave us life by dying on the cross and being resurrected on the third day. He gave us life. What have we done with it? If we don't water our spiritual life with the word and with prayer and church attendance, we will die. Just like every plant I've ever owned, we will die if we do not do the things and do the work. It is going to take work. It is going to take work. It's going to take us plugging through when we don't want to. It is going to take us pushing through when we're reading the Bible through the most boring books we've ever read. It is going to take us pushing through when we don't want to pray we just want to be mad, but yet we should pray, pushing through our emotions, pushing through our own desires, pushing through those things for a better relationship with God. And when we do that, not only are we reconciled, but we are effective ambassadors for Christ. We're effective. It becomes second nature for someone to just ooze Christ. I can remember conversations that I used to have with, uh, everybody remembers Lawrence and Shirley Crawl that came every once in a while here. Conversations with him as a young Christian. I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with this, I'm just gonna, no, no, that's something you've gotta give to God. And he would talk me through that and he because that just oozed out of him, that just, came out of him because he was and he is a person who spends time with Christ. We are called to be witnesses. We are called to be a witness for Christ. We're ambassadors for Christ. What does an ambassador do? It helps others. It kind of smooths out and kind of guides other, other people, other issues. Ambassadors. 
That's why you have embassies, United States embassy in different countries because there's ambassadors there. They keep the peace. So we're ambassadors. Someone's going through something. Give them Christ. Give them Christ. Someone is upset. This guy did this to me and I just want to go and pound his lights in. No, that's not what God would want you to do. You need to pray through and see what God would want. Yes, you're angry. I'm not discounting the anger, but understand God would not want you to do that. Those kinds of things, right? And we don't get there unless we spend time with God. We don't get there unless we spend time in His Word and prayer and with God's people. We don't get there without that. We are a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things are becoming new. So we might sit in a situation, say, 30 years ago, and somebody say, well, this guy did this, and I'm going to go pound him. 30 years ago, some of us probably would have said, hey, you know what? Go ahead. Let me get in line behind you. But now we are, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are, have a life with Jesus. So that's not our answer anymore. Old things have passed away. That means my reaction shouldn't be, let me get in line behind you. My reaction should be, now hold on, step back, stand down, step back a moment. Let's reevaluate the situation. What is it going to do? Will it make you feel better? Oh, heck yeah, it'll make me feel better if I pound him in. Right? But is that really what God would want you to do? And he'd say things like, who do you want to please? Who do you want to, who do you want to make pleased with you? Yourself or God? Ambassadors. Those that have followed Christ. Those that have walked with God. New creations, not old creations. And every year, we can evaluate that. We can look at that. And we can say, is this what God would want me to do? Am I continuing down the same road as I was last year? And am I still going to be miserable? Or should I make a change? God can guide us through that. God can guide us through that. And there are many, many, many facets of people's lives. My, my facets are different than your facets, and each one of you have different areas of your lives that you evaluate. But in those areas, we need to ask the tough questions. Was I satisfied last year with this area? And if I wasn't, how am I going to make it better? Was I satisfied last year with my relationship with God and where it was? And if not, how am I going to make it better this year? Those kinds of things we have to look at. As well as, that, that being the first thing, as well as what are my personal goals? What are my financial goals? What are my 
uh, uh, family goals, those kinds of things. But first and foremost, you give Christ the front. You say, was I satisfied with my relationship with God in 2023? And if we say, yeah, then we are fooling ourselves because God would want us to be deeper every single day and not be satisfied with where we are. Once you're satisfied, you become complacent. Complacency will end up damaging every area of your life. From spirituality to finances to hobbies to goals, complacency will damage your life. Complacency is what causes people to stop doing the things that they want to do. They get tired. Gym memberships go up because people want to get healthy and they realize, well, this is hard work. They become complacent. They stop. I'm going to start reading my Bible every day. And you're great through Genesis because we know a lot of the stories. You're great through Exodus. Know a lot of the stories. Numbers, you get there and you're like, oh, man. Numbers. So you skip over a lot of stuff in numbers and just to try to stay and you don't think about it and it's, put it on the shelf, and the next thing you know, you're 10 days behind. You got to catch up by reading 20 chapters, and you're like, I'm just, I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not going to finish reading it. I'll just pick it up and cherry pick chapters and books just to read. And that's good enough in some cases. But a goal would be, let's read the Bible through in however, however many years it is. One year, two years. Consistency and stick to itiveness, we used to say. Right? New things. New things. Reassessing things in our lives. These are things that God would want us to do. We are ambassadors. So we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading. Through us, we implore you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. That is our mission. Why did he give us the baptism of the Holy Spirit? To make us witnesses for him, ambassadors for him, right? So our job is to implore others to come to know Christ. Our job is to implore people in Christ's stead. That's why when people say, and I used to say this, that sometimes we're the Christ that people see. Because we're standing imploring in Christ's stead because he's not here in bodily form. He's here in spirit. So we are in his stead, pleading. Please come to know Jesus. He's, your life will be better. Will it be easier? No. But it will be better. That's one thing that I would implore you not to tell somebody. Oh boy, I came to know Jesus and my life is wonderful. It's pie in the sky by and by. No, it is not. It is the hardest thing you have to do is to be a Christian. 
And in my experience, anybody who says that to somebody else, they're a Christian for about a month. The first time something bad happens, why did God do this to me? I don't trust God anymore. I'm walking away. So be honest as an ambassador. Be honest as a witness. Is being a Christian easy? No. You have to read the Bible. You have to know God. You have to pray. You have to go to church. You have to do these things. People hear that. They're like, well, I don't want to do all that. I want to, you know, I want to sit down and watch Netflix. I want to go ahead and go out to the car and work on the truck. And I want to go with my buddies out to, to dinner and go out to the bar. I don't want to sit there and have to read my Bible and go to church every Sunday. And I don't want to sit there and, and pray when, I, when I've got the stuff to do. But that's what we have to do. And we have to implore them. If we want to be ambassadors, we have to model behavior. That's one thing, too, that we have to do. Model behavior. You want your friends to know Jesus? Make it attractive to them. How do you do that? Well, you are selling a product that you have a lot of experience with. That's what they used to tell the... the and, 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 and encyclopedia salesmen as well as the vacuum salesmen, you get a set of this or you get a vacuum and you get to use it so you can know what the benefits are, what the drawbacks are, and that way you can know how, whether it's a good deal, whether it's a good thing or not. If you're excited about it, people will be excited about it. That's what they used to tell them. And in some cases, that's still the way business works. If you're excited about something... That's infectious. <clears throat> so if you're excited about your relationship with Christ, that's going to be infectious. Who would want to sit, and you can't see me from there, but if you're, if you're a Christian and you're sitting in your couch all day, oh, I want to watch Netflix. What's on YouTube? Oh, I don't want to watch anything about spiritual stuff. Somebody comes over, what are you doing today? Uh, I'm staying home from church today. Just don't feel like going. You're not excited about it, right? You're not excited. You're, you're, it's, it's, a, it's whenever it's convenient for you. That's not, that's not excitement. Then that, then they, then that gets to become, well, if it's okay for him, it's okay for me. I can live that way and still be okay with God. He's not excited. Why should I be excited? You're not going to sell any encyclopedias or vacuums like that. You have to be excited. What are the, somebody, somebody asked me, or someone asked me, but I asked somebody before I was a Christian, what are the benefits? What are, what are the benefits of becoming a Christian? Why should I become a Christian? Why should I become a Christian? And you know what? That person answered me. You know why? Because they had experience with Christ and they were prayed up and they were ready to answer. I was asked that question and I was taken aback. I didn't know how to answer because so I wasn't ready. And in that moment, I realized I've got to be ready. So if someone were to ask us, you're a Christian, right? 
It doesn't matter what kind of attitude we are having. You're a Christian, right? Yeah. What are the benefits of that? What has God done for you that, I, that I've not already done for myself? How would you answer? Those are things we reassess in the, in, in the upcoming year. How would you answer if somebody said, why, why are you a Christian? What are the benefits? What, 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 what would I get out of becoming a Christian? Because that's where it's going to be for the, first, for the first conversation. Just like when you buy an encyclopedia set or a vacuum cleaner. Nobody does door-to-door -door anymore, but they would say, what are the benefits? What am I going to get out of purchasing this encyclopedia set? What, what's, what's so different about these than the ones I've already got on the shelf? Right? They would say, what is so different about living for Christ than I'm already living? What's the benefit? We have to know how to answer that. Because people are living lives and they're, and they're living relatively good lives. So they're going to ask questions like, so I'm already living my life relatively successful, have a good family. What's the benefit of adding Christ into that? How are we going to answer that? You see? Reassessing our relationship with Christ every year is important. Because that makes or breaks us, in a sense. We have to know. We're witnesses. What's the benefit? I don't know. Live your life, I guess. Is that attractive? Oh, I want to do that. I want to be a Christian. No. What's the benefit? The benefit of knowing Christ is that when you are, when you are down and you're downtrodden, you can go to him and he brings you peace. And in that peaceful time, he can bring you joy. And not just happiness, but joy. Because you were going to have hard times. And on hard times... We can still have joy that he's walking with us. Those are the kinds of things we need to answer. And we need to be able to answer in the split second of a question. Any hesitation creates doubt. What's the benefit of knowing Christ other than what I'm already living? Hold on, let me think about that. Hmm. Hmm. How much do you believe me after like 10 seconds? It's got to come to you like that. What's the benefit of reading my, these encyclopedias are the ones I got on my shelf? Well, number one, they are updated. They are, there's better type. They're better font. They're, the pictures are better. You got to know those things. What's the difference between this vacuum and my vacuum? Well, this vacuum, we had one of these vacuums. I don't know if you've ever seen them before. They would put, there was round. We put water in the bottom and we'd vacuum and the water, the, the, Dirt and the dust and the hair and everything was you know that's in carpets would all be in the bottom in the water and then you would dump the water out and put more water in it and keep going. Some benefit to it, I don't know, but there was a benefit to it. What's different? Well, this had water in it and the water. I think one of the benefits was, if I remember right, I was younger, of course, I was probably Justin's age, but the benefit, one of the benefits was. You could put fragrance in the top in the filter 
and it also humidified the air and kept the dust down because it was putting it in water. That's what I think the whole thing was. But I don't know. That's been, I'm going to be 50 this month, 40 years ago. So I don't know. But we have to know those things, right? What's the benefit? And that's how you reassess because then you, know, you realize, God, I'm not where I need to be. Help me to be where I need to be. Right? And then when we're there, we realize after a while, boy, I had all these issues and I don't have these issues anymore. Right? Does that make sense? Am I, am I speaking too plainly or too, too simply today? But reassessing is so important. So what's your assignment? Well, January 30 or December 31st today. Have fun today. Have fun tonight. But in your times of fun with family, at some point, reassess. At some point, evaluate what God has for you for the upcoming year. That would be, that would be your assignment. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this day. Help us to reassess. Help us to evaluate. Pray that you'd minister to us by your Holy Spirit. That you'd give us peace. That you'd give us joy in this time. That you'd minister to us by your Holy Spirit. That you would touch us. Give us, Lord, protection for 2024 from sicknesses and viruses and, and all those things that crop up in, the, in this spring and summer and winter. I just pray, Father, that you would be with us and <clears throat> minister to us. Bless us by your Spirit. Help us to desire you in a greater way. Help us to desire your word and be thirsty for it. And Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I pray that you find value in this content. You can also find an audio podcast of this program on all the major podcasting platforms. Just type Stepping Stones of Faith into the podcast search bar. Once again, I'm Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me today.